everybody. Welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and today I have another one of my special friends. You know I love to bring people who have stories or have interesting lives, and um, I have really good people in my life, and so I want to share them with you out there. So today my friend is somebody that I have known for almost, well, more than 10 years probably, and I've worked with her for a lot of year, nine years, and she is also a member on the board of Bridge Builder Marriage Ministry. And other side from all of that, she's just a pretty dang amazing person, and so I'm really happy to have her. And so I want to welcome to the podcast my friend Samantha Votal. We just call her Sam. <laughs> I was like, who's that? Um, it's so fun to be here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. I'm going to um, tape that intro and just carry it around with me everywhere I go. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love that, right? I'm like, could you talk about, could you introduce me some more and more and more and more yes. when I go speak at places? <laughs> I like it. That's the best part. Uh, in case you're feeling bad about yourself, you can just play that and say, oh, look, somebody loves me, right? Yes, that's right. One year, I actually saved a message from someone actually on staff here at the church that I listened to when I was down in the dumps. It was just really encouraging. And so, hey, if somebody leaves you a nice voicemail today, save it and listen to it again. That's The gift that keeps giving. That is an awesome idea. And by the church, when she says here at the church, uh, Sam and I work together on staff as associate pastors at Victory Church in Oklahoma City. Uh, It's a great church. It's been around for a long time. How long have you been on staff at Victory Church? I have been here um, almost 16 years. Almost 16 years. Started when I was five. Right. So, right. yeah. <laughs> you started in the children's department. As a child. Well, literally in <laughs> literally the children's not. department. No, I, but I did do children's ministry for most of the time that I've been here. Um, but I've recently moved into the adult, the big kid ministry. And I've really enjoyed that change. It's been something interesting and new and getting to meet a lot more fun people that I didn't know before. So I've loved it. And in an interesting turn of events. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I was on staff at Victory Church for nine years as the small groups pastor. And uh, you took my job. I did. I did. You did such a good job with it though. So I just walk right in and, you know, keep keep the love going. Right. So Sam and I frequently have meetings of the Mutual Admiration Society. We do. Uh, I like her. She likes me. It's great. It's true. Plus, we are accountability partners for our healthy lifestyles that we're trying to cultivate. Um, And, you know, some days we do really, really well on that. And some days we just go get a piece of cake and a glass of milk and we just let it ride. So (laughs) we were, in fact, before we started the podcast, we were just talking about uh, how many unhealthy choices is it? You know, it's like how many scoops of healthy choice ice cream can you eat before it's not a healthy choice? You know, (laughs) I'm going to go with two. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I'm saying don't eat healthy choice. Go for the real deal. If you're going to eat. You know, chocolate, eat real chocolate. I'll agree. Right. So um, so as you tell me a little bit about how you came to be a follower of Christ. Wow. Okay. This is not your conventional um, story of, of a conversion. So when I was young, I didn't go to church very much. We went, uh, my mom grew up Lutheran. So we would go to Lutheran church for Christmas and Easter. Creasters. Creasters, yes. And sometimes my mom was married a couple of different times, and one of the guys she was married to was uh, Catholic. So sometimes we would go to Spanish mass at a Catholic <laughs> church. I didn't speak one word of Spanish, so did they it, do the? Did they do mass in in? Um, 
Uh, I don't think it was in Latin. Latin. I think it was actually, well, it could have been. I (laughs) don't speak Latin or Spanish. So Um, I always enjoyed being in the presence of the Lord, though, even when I didn't know that that's what it was. So a couple of times we had some neighbors who we did not know very well, I might add, and they invited us to go to church with them at this Church of Christ. And there was a bus that That's picked you up. That's a lot of difference from the Catholic Church. <laughs> yes. And so my sister and I get on this bus full of complete strangers, and my mom thought that was fine, you know. Um, but I remember when we would ride this bus to go to church, they had these songs that they would sing. I remember them today. Okay, one of them was to the tune of the Oscar Mayer hot dog song, and they called their bus the Joy Bus. So it was, you know, set to the music of the Oscar Mayer thing. And I remember that to this day. I also learned a little song about the books of the Bible, Mm -hmm. the New Testament ones. I need to learn now one for the Old Testament ones, but I know um, that one. I can teach you. And I remember it to this day. Mm -hmm. So last year I had to write a devotional and I wrote it about how music has been really impactful in my life and how I've learned a lot of scripture and a lot about the Bible and how the Lord works from music. Because I was probably 10 then. And though I'm only, what did we say, 21 or so now. um, We're of a certain age. We're of a certain age. I actually just turned 50. It's very strange to say, but there it is. It's out there. Um, And in fact, today is my son's 26th birthday. So I can't be 21 anymore. But you Um, can start, I've decided I'm going to start introducing myself as my oldest child's sister. (laughs) I like it. That works. You'll be your own grandpa before you know it, but... That's another story. Okay, Um, funny story about this. Honestly, uh, my mom always told everybody she was 29. Okay. And so uh, my nephew, when he must have been about eight or nine years old, uh, he said, Nanny June, how old are you? And she said, well, I'm 29. And he thought for a minute and he looked at her and he said, wow, you're older than my dad, but you sure don't look. I mean, you're younger than my dad, but you sure don't look like it. (laughs) See, I miss working with kids for that kind of honesty, (laughs) the brutal honesty. So we're of a certain age. We're of a certain age. Um, You know, so I, that was 40 years ago and I remember these songs. And so that was kind of my very first introduction to church, but we didn't go like on a, you know, regular basis or anything. Um, But when I was 16, 16 years old, I worked at Wendy's. It's where all good salvations take place. Um... (laughs) I was at the drive-thru window, and there was this really cute guy who was on the griddle. He flipped the burgers, and I thought he was so cute, but let me just, I want you to picture this with me. I had big, giant 80s hair, like enough hair for four people, (laughs) all of Charlie's Angels, and you know. Google it if you don't know who Charlie's Angels are. Google it. The originals, not the new ones with the straight, silky hair. This is the giant, curly. The Farrah Fawcett's and the Jacqueline Smith's. But I didn't look anything like them, for the record. So I've got polyester pants on, like these, you know, nurse's shoes that you have to wear. And that place was so slippery and greasy, they knew me as the girl who always falls down. (laughs) So so one day, so I'm not talking to this guy because I'm like, uh, he just thinks I'm clumsy and I'm wearing polyester and we smell like hamburgers. So I didn't ever talk to him. Was he wearing polyester too? Of course. Yes. All the fashionable people were. He even had a little kind of French chapeau-looking hat, which was fabulous. Um, But 
a girl from my school came in who I knew from like drama and choir and she started talking to him and I was like oh my goodness do you know him and she said yeah we go to church together so that is how I started going to church is I wanted to go see the burger flipper guy in action outside of Wendy's Um, and so I got saved when I was there and the rest is history. We're st- we are still married. She married the burger flipper. I married the burger flipper. <laughs> Took a that while. Might be, that might be my new name. Her, my husband is Steve. Her husband is also Steve. Yes. So we might have to just designate him as the burger, burger flipper, yep. you know, versus the non-burger flipper. The yes. Although I will say this, Steve did work at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the hot guys work. Fast food. My Steve worked at Arby's and he wore polyester uniforms too. With Fabulous. The right side up and upside down cowboy hats. <laughs> Oh, my. And the big 80s hair. I'm going to have to see that archival footage. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. So um, then you got saved. And is am I understanding that you got, did you get saved in your brother-in-law's church? Kind of. He was the youth pastor at the time. And he wasn't my brother-in-law then. (laughs) I wish he was my brother-in-law then, but no. Um, But eventually, five years after that, you know, we got married. And and also, um, they moved up to Oklahoma City and started a church. So, Victory Church, actually. Victory Church, yeah. yep. And so um, you moved up, and you guys moved up here for Stephen to go to work at Victory, right? Yes. So Steve has a background in engineering, and so he... He's had, our resident really smart guy. He is, he is. <laughs> I round out his edges with <laughs> fun and personality and decorating choices, and he's a genius, so... Um, but yeah, he moved, uh, he was working for Dow Chemical, and they had layoffs, and so he didn't have a job and we came up for Christmas or something and we came to the church and of course we just loved it and Steve was always kind of before anybody had IT guys he was the IT guy because he just he's a he's like narrow and deep Mm -hmm. so he knows a lot about the things he knows about and so he was always kind of the default IT guy and they needed an IT guy so basically we moved up here um, for him to come on staff at the church. He was my introduction to lynda.com. Yes. Which made me want to kill him. I thought that was a dirty word for a while. <laughs> lynda.com is where they have these tutorials on how to do all kinds of computer programs and, you know, upload things to YouTube and how things work. I don't really want to know that. I want you tell me these three steps. And right. But Steve tells both of us, lynda.com, look it up. And we're like, we don't like Linda. No. We hate Linda. <laughs> And if you say Linda one more time, we're going to lose it. Yes, we're uh, going to throw the computer out the window. Which was usually also followed by, Melissa, have you rebooted your system oh, yet? <laughs> he does that to me, too. Makes me want to punch him. But we love him. He's a great, uh, he's a really intellectual guy and sweet, 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 sweet. Loves the Lord. He's one of my good friends. So um, that's fun to have them. You have three kids. I do have three kids. And I almost have two bonus kids now. Mm-hmm. So I have a son who is 26. He just moved to Chicago a couple of days ago, like on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Um, he graduated from uh, Indiana University's law program in May, and he passed the bar in July. And he is not married, so start praying. 
people. You're looking for um, a lawyer to win. Looking for a lawyer, yeah. <laughs> we can we can give you the checklist of things you have to have to uh, Abs- satisfy the mom's absolutely. list. Absolutely. Right? I'm easy. And then my younger, in fact, today is Zach's birthday. Uh-huh. Happy 26th birthday, Zach. Um, I don't know when this will pop we don't up. Know, when, yeah, whenever this comes up, just celebrate again. <laughs> um, and then I have a son who's two years younger than him, who's been married for about a year and a half. And he and his wife, who I love dearly, uh, live in Dallas. And they both have adult professional jobs, which Bless is the wonderful. Lord. They're not on my car insurance anymore. It's terrific. Are you still paying their cell phone bill? No. See, they have they have adulted. It's, we're getting a raise. It's awesome. <laughs> and then I have a daughter who's still at home, and she is getting married in 43 days. 43 days. 43 days. Sam, and then Melissa's daughter is getting married like a few days after that. Yeah. So Sam and I have a lot in common in that we both have two boys who are older and a daughter who's younger. Mm-hmm. Um, both of my sons are married, but both of our daughters are getting married within a few weeks of each other. And they are really good friends. They are. Yep. They grew so. up in the children's church department together. They did. They've been on the worship team at Victory Church together for a lot yep. of years. So they're great friends, and they're marrying great guys. Yep. We're both happy about that. And they that. come and lead worship for Melissa when she speaks, which mm-hmm. is always wonderful. I love yeah. it. Yeah, so that's a really good thing. Okay, so um, what is the, if I said to you, I aside from the Lord, because that's a given, I am most passionate about, well, how would you answer that question? Um, that's a really great question. So last year I spent a lot of time, I listened to a podcast that really spurred me to think about this, not about like, what is something I'm passionate about that I would do no matter what the circumstances are like over time, what have I done at every job? Like not being a children's pastor, which is what I was. That's my title, right? But what is it about children's ministry that I liked? Or, you know, I have a really varied background. I've worked in retail. I've been in on the business side in the administrative areas and things like that. Um, but one thing I've loved is developing people. And I like to see potential in people and help them to cultivate it. I feel like a lot of times people are unaware of what they're good at. They're unaware with like a hidden talent or how they come across to people and are encouraging or are loving or you know that kind of thing and so that has really been something that I feel like that is my call to even now continue to develop people and you know you get to do it with your kids but you only have them for a short time and you're not sure how much of it stuck but you know they're they're emerging and um, so that's something just that I've always liked helping people realize who they are, who they are in Christ, things they're good at, give them an opportunity to work on, you know, to, I don't know, you know, practice and and be a part of a team even when they weren't already perfect because I feel like people have done that for me mm-hmm. in life and that and that's very meaningful for me. So in a lot of ways, you're a life coach. Sure. Right, because you help coach people into their greatness. Uh, Dr. Dave Martin always says the two best days of your life, the day you're born and the day you discover why. Yep. And I think that's really true. And so, um, <clears throat> any good stories about developing people that you can share without using their name? Oh, um, okay. Let, let me think about that and come back to that. Okay, we'll come back to that. Okay. One. Um, if you if you could only choose one food group to eat for the rest of your life, chips, <laughs> Doritos in particular. I love Doritos. <laughs> I miss them right now. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, we're Sam and I are on and off healthy eating plans. We're on right now. 
we're on right now at this, at this given moment. We're doing yes. our very best, and our bodies are hangry, but we're, we're, we're pressing on. <laughs> but they are feeling better. <laughs> they are. They're hangry, but they're healing, yeah. so it's kind of working kind of for me. It's kind of a trade-off, and if we don't kill anybody, That'll the whole good. world will be great. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be great. <laughs> yes. So um, let me ask you another question. If you could only choose one book aside from the Bible, because this is that's a given. Right. If you could only choose one book to read, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, I like books about leadership and, um, you know, how to organize your life and your thoughts and your things. So I don't, that's, I can't think of any names, Um, but it would be something along those lines, something for personal development, leadership of myself, you know, um, self, you know, something like that. Okay. Good. That's good. I don't like to read. I like to listen to things. So maybe that's why I can't think of the title. Okay, let's do th- let's go down this road then. Um, favorite song, favorite song, or favorite songwriter? Ooh, right now I love a song by a girl that's named Lindy Conant. I think is her name. Conant. Conant. I'm actually yes. friends with her parents. Are you? I am. I want to be friends with them. Okay. I'll um, you. Come what may, that is my favorite song right now. It's a worship song. It is wonderful. I love that. Um, but I love all kinds of music, so I, I have lots of favorite songs. Okay. So you listen to all genres? I do because I teach cycling classes every week, and I use music for those. So I've got to kind of know what's going on in the <laughs> music world right. and how to navigate all the explicit lyrics. I don't use any of those. So. Okay. Um, and so if you had, what is the best piece of advice you've gotten in your life? Mm. Be myself. Don't try to be somebody else. Right. You're the best you that'll ever be. Yes. And nobody else can be you. Yep. That's, a, that's really good advice. That's good advice. I really like that. Um, so if you could say anything you wanted to say to the world at large, what would you say to them? Because we're hoping this reaches billions of people. I would love it. That'd be great. Um, This year, I feel like what the real focus of my life is to be, because, you know, like we were talking about, we're going through these new, both of our daughters are moving out, Mm -hmm. and we will be empty nesters, except for our pets and our husbands. Right. Um, And so I feel like I'm in a totally, I'm like I have a big blank page in front of me in a lot of ways. Um, I have some goals that I've, you know, let excuses kind of get in the way. I don't have time to do that. I don't, I can't focus on that. But I feel this year that the Lord has really said to me that discipline is what I need to do, you know, to make progress in the areas that I I need progress in. Mm -hmm. And I heard a great podcast on Craig Groeschel's leadership podcast last week. He said this, and this is my thought for this whole year. So maybe this will resonate with you. Discipline is the bridge between who you are and who you want to be. Because I don't know about everybody else, but I know a lot about eating healthy. I know a lot about exercising. I know that I need to get more than six hours of sleep a night. Um, I don't always do those things. So Joyce Meyer says, if you know something and you don't do it, do you really know it? Um, So discipline is gonna be what gives us those steps to be able to do it. And I know for me, I'm a, I'm, I like to share things. I teach group fitness because I like the group part. I have an appointment and I have to show up and I have to give my best. And like with our eating, Melissa and I, we contact each other throughout the day and send pictures of our food. I do better when I'm in community and accountability with someone. So 
that's those are the kind of things I'm working on. And hopefully, once we get going, I'll take the training wheels off of a couple of things, <laughs> and you know, we'll just be ready to roll. But you know, for me, I I just feel like putting the the you know um, structure to what I'm doing really is helping me, and I love the thought that doing just a little thing every day will add up to a great thing eventually. Right. And so that's that's where I'm going this year. Because we're kind of all or nothing girls. We are. We're in, we're it and and you know one of my one of the things I say all the time is the devil doesn't care which ditch you're in. <laughs> it's true. As long as you're in a ditch, he doesn't care which side of the road you've landed on. Right. And so my goal is to stay out of the ditch and just kind of not go from one side to the other, but to stay right down the middle of the road. And know that I'll make some pr- more progress that way. Yeah. Uh, instead of flipping from the, oh, my gosh, I can eat everything I want to eat no matter what all day long. To right. that I can't eat anything that doesn't taste like cardboard and is an iced tea. <laughs> so that's kind of where I've spent a lot of my time. And that's just indicative of a lot of my life. Yes. And so I'm learning to stay out of the ditch. So, uh, you know what? Thanks for hanging out with me today. You are so welcome. I, this I, has been so much fun. I just have her come and do podcasts because it's a, a selfish way to get her to come hang out with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're busy and we don't do that very often. But um, So I want to thank you for ca- hanging out with me. Uh, you know, all of these podcasts are just ways to introduce you to really amazing people that I, I know and that God has blessed me and brought them into my life. And so I just want to thank you for listening today. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so that they're always in your feed and listen to them because I've had some really great ones. If you haven't heard one before, go back and listen to the rest of them. You can skip the first one. It's fine. It's just me talking, but the rest of them are really good friends of mine. So anyway, until next time, thanks for joining you or thanks for joining me. And uh, this is Melissa Zimmerman on the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast.